for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right, fellas. Six-pack lap it out. We got my boy Gavin, my boy Arian. We're going to do the recap shows. And why not bring in Gavin, who was with me side by side for every fucking session. Sometimes four sessions a day. Some sessions, three flights. I mean, it was insane, Gavin. It was intense. We we went to war. We went to war, brother. But you know what? We came out alive. <laughs> Did yeah. we? I feel like Gavin's, I shot a man. <laughs> Gavin's like, we're doing four sessions. All right, burn the ships, man. Let's go. Burn that the was ships. Oh, my, my Let's man. go. I was there burning was... off limbs at that point. <laughs> Dude, there was, it was like, I've had, um, I've worked like midnight shifts with, with buddies before. And like, you know, when you're like crazy, tired, whatever. And it, you go through different stages, like mentally, emotionally. It was crazy, man. In the same deal. We, three days you show up and it'd be like, how long did you sleep? Like fucking maybe two hours. Yeah. Same man. And we got 16 of them straight, man. It was nuts. So, but, um, it is what it is. It's all part of it, man. I'm glad you were there because it would have been so. I can't believe for a moment there would have been just me. I would have. <laughs> no, that that would have been brutal. I don't know how you do it, man. Because you did it from the equipped and on, right? Yeah. So how do you? I don't, dude, I can't even imagine. That was just me for equipped too alone. So when you got there, I was like, I got a second life. I got a second lease on life, man. It was. Uh, it was. It was good. It was. It was. It made my day. But um, all right, we'll start with the gentlemen's. And as usual, we'll start with the lightest weight classes, and this will be the 59 kilo men's, or sorry, 53 kilo men's. Um, so essentially, I'll rip through. If there isn't any battles, we're going to move along relatively quickly because we've got men's, women's, and there's an extra weight class when it's juniors. We don't normally have. Um, one sec here. Oh, let's tell me I can't minimize my screen here. We don't normally have 53s in the open, but we do in the juniors. So in the 53 kilo juniors, um, Joby Trung of USA won gold with a 475. And Team India, both Indian lifters getting 410. And Guvar winning on body weight over Doan of uh, India taking the bronze medal. Moving into the 59 kilo class. Sec here, and uh, so this was a bit of a battle. And Jonathan Barrow's deadlift essentially saved him through a rough bench press session. Um, he got one bench out of there, but he had the biggest deadlift of the day, taking the deadlift gold medal. And this is what clinched him the gold medal overall with a 585. Um, and interesting enough, and I don't know if you have the totals and the results pulled up in front of you, Arian. Do you? Yeah. Okay. So I got some questions here. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to remember because I kind of remember some of this. But Japan loaded 2.5 kilos to pull. Or they pulled, They could have loaded 2.5 more to tie Jonathan's 585. And Team Japan would have won on body weight. What do you think happened here? Do you think that was just a miscalculation? Or because looking at this... Um, Dixon of Canada was in a battle 
for the bronze medal. And they were quite, they were almost 20 kilos behind. So Dixon and Ivan of Spain both hit a 565 and the body weight went to Dixon for, for the bronze medal. So did Team Japan, in your estimation, was this likely just a, ma- a math error because they were 2.5 kilo off of a gold medal um, and because they were, they were lighter on body weight, so they just had the tie. And I'm trying to remember if I said that at the time and how it all played out. So the, the way I'm looking at it on the attempts, like if we go back to the second attempts, uh, Taiga Sato from Japan actually missed his second attempt. That's right. So, so going into a third attempt, he only had his opener. And so his total is much lower at that point. And also uh, Jonathan Barros, you know, he did 245 on his second. He hadn't done his third yet. So Taiga had to either take his third before Jonathan Barros got his third or take a huge jump to go pull after him. So they they didn't know he's going to end up with 585. They had to guess based on mm. Jonathan's 245, how much gotcha. more does he have in him? So they end up going and doing 245 uh, Taiga for Japan doing 245 to get to that 582.5 and then Jonathan pulls after him so Jonathan pulled the 255 is what he needed to beat him because he was the heavier lifter so for 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 the Japanese lifters to say oh we'll put up 255 or 260 or whatever like that that's a huge jump based on the 227 I don't remember exactly what the 240 miss was so that's how it played out And, and same thing with three and four is like um um Dixon had done the 237.5 to get his 565 total, but Ivan from from Spain missed his first and second on balance. So it was like, do you at that point load up more to go for third place, but you potentially bomb out or <laughs> stick with the but or stick with the weight that you got up for for your second attempt to stay in the meeting at fourth place? So they stay with that weight and took fourth place. But at this, when you look at it now, you're like, oh man, he could have gone up another two and a half kilos and gotten third place as well. But you could have also bombed out. What do you think, Gavin? If you're Ivan, <laughs> you missed your opener. Here's what it is. Here's what happens. He missed 240 his opener, moved up seven and a half kilo anyways. That's pretty ballsy. Missed 247 and a half. He's about to fucking bomb. Now, do you retake 247 and a half or do you go up another two and a half kilo and pull for bronze and you're actually on the podium? What do you do personally? So, unfortunately, it's going to depend, of course, on why there were the misses. However, in my mind, had I known that I have either hit that in training, that top end in training, or maybe within a five kilo range of that, I would 100% go for it. Um, but that's just me. If it's not gold, I don't really care. So, but that said, again, it's going to depend on why he missed. Like if he misses purely on strength, then that's kind of like, it's kind of like a shot in the dark, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, if, I, if it's like soft knees or maybe he just was slightly out of position or something like that, um, then yeah, dude, come on, pull the trigger. Just go all the way. That's why you're there. <laughs> It's tough. It's a tough one. I mean, um, yeah, it kind of depends on it. If when you're facing bombing out, that's that's the shittiest. But you, but yeah, if you're real close to a podium, who knows? I read his write up, and he was saying um, he thinks nerves might have got the better. Well, he said nerves, I think, got the better of me here. So if you're feeling a little gun shy, you're probably just like, look at just don't bomb. But he'll be back. He's obviously a kid. He's young. He's a junior. So we'll see what happens there. But um, interesting. All right. Moving on to the 74s were Jeff Luang. Luang? How do you pronounce that, do you think? Uh, 66 we got to do. 
66 is Jesus. What am I doing here? Um, yeah, Israel, sorry. Israel Cruz from Mexico, clinching the gold. Now look at Mexico having a world champion here. It's not often you see Mexico taking, taking world champions, which is a little exciting. Um, Team Mexico is actually pretty well represented at these junior world championships. Zach Taylor, uh, representing the U.S., actually pulled for the gold and missed it. Um, and in this case, Arian, am I correct? Did he pull two and a half kilo more than he needed? I'm trying to look at this now. I, I believe, yeah, they could have dropped down. So looking at it, he's uh, Zach Taylor, seven and a half behind. He weighs less. So, yeah, he could have gone to 262.5. So I don't know if they were trying to look at Alex Crimmins was going up 12 and a half. So he was going up to 605. Yeah. So I, I think I remember watching this live as well and thinking as soon as Israel Cruz missed that then Zach Taylor could have gone down two and a half kilos uh, to 262.5. But then once Alex Crimmins uh, from Ireland did the 265, then at that point they can't go back down anymore. So at that point it was, it was too, too late. late. So they had to have made the, the move sooner. Because he's got the lighter, the smaller lot number. Yeah. Um, so let me take a look here. Because he pulled before Alex, right? He he did pull before Alex. So he, at that point, he could have gone down to 262.5. So I'm, I'm not sure why they didn't make that change. But I believe I remember watching that live and thinking the same thing. They could have gone down 262. And then they would have both gotten 610 total. And, he, and Zach would have won on body weight. So was he leaving at 265? Uh, because was Alex going to end? Were they worried that you think maybe Alex is going to try to pull over them? Well, Alex had already missed the 265 on the second attempt. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if at that point, then he would have gone to like 270 on his third to try and pull for the win um, or actually 272 because I'm body weight as well. So I don't know what else. There were, I don't know if it was like a world record attempt or anything like that as well. So I'm not sure what all the different factors were. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm trying to remember now and I'm just looking at the, Weights, lot numbers, who pulled first, and then, uh, then body the, weight. The, the other thing with Zach Taylor, too, I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened. I think you guys were were mentioned it, though, when he announced. If you look at his squats, is he did 212.5 in his opener and then 215 on his second. And I think you guys were wondering if they had timed out on putting the attempt in, so he got stuck with a 2.5 kilo jump. So then he gets to 215, and he jumps to 230 and misses. And now you look back, you're like, man, if he had gone more conservative third, or if they had gotten the attempt in correctly for the second attempt, he may have not have to have done a crazy pull for the win. I can't, I remember, and it's, um, it's, these are the backstories that make it interesting. And that's where the strong, and I'm, I'm not saying Zach is for sure stronger, but you could see how the way this played out for Zach, if he just went up two and a half kilo on squat, which is very small, and then 15 kilo, that doesn't sound like it was probably planned. So more than likely something happened there. We don't know for sure though, but you, you probably could have let, because he missed that 15 kilo jump. Some kilos were left on the table there. And then in the deadlifts, again, did he load up more than he needed? You could kind of see where even if Zach was no stronger than he was on the day, his strength stayed the same, perhaps a different outcome could have happened. I'm saying it would have, but perhaps could have. And that is where sometimes things happen. And I'm not saying people like drop the bowl or whatever shit happens back there, man. Like you got the attempt in, you thought you got the attempt in, whatever the fuck, whatever happened back there. But um, it is what it is. But this is where things get, things get fucking funky sometimes when the game's playing.
Yeah, and and you never know with um, each of these sessions, like who are the personal coaches, who are the team coaches. Also, a lot of the sessions had you know sub juniors and juniors, so you may have lifters in both. You may have right. more more than one lifter in one weight class. You may be following multiple people, and someone says like, "Oh yeah, like you know my personal coach has or something like that," or maybe they thought they read it right and didn't. So yeah, you never know what, what the situation was back there. It is what it is, but it is it's interesting, man. And this is uh, it's tough. You know, he's going to go back to the drawing board. And um, he'll be, he'll be looking over this himself and be like, this kind of got away from us for a second here, but Israel crew, Israel Cruz gets Mexico, the title um, Zach Taylor of us. And then we had uh, Yugi and Alex Kremens, whom I think Alex is the guy that you were talking about. Gavin did was Alex, the guy that you ran into. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Taking and he just got edged out on, uh, on body weight here. And if I'm looking at this, um, Alex Kremens, uh, yeah, he got edged out on body weight and went for a two and a half kilo PR on it. So this is, this was interesting. Okay. He went on Alex's second deadlift. He did a decent 12 and a half kilo jump, but it was a two and a half kilo personal best. So we jumped 12 and a half kilo into a personal best and then he missed and then he tried it again and missed again. And that's when he ended up tying on body weight for the bronze and getting the worst of it. So he's in fourth. And that's where it gets tough because you're like, if he didn't go for a personal best deadlift on his second attempt and stayed a personal best on his third, could he have 2020 hindsight, you know, maybe is in training, he's smashing well beyond that. But well, that's, that's the thing. So he's, he told me, I spoke to him before and after the fact, and he told me that in training, he had crushed like five or 10 kilo kilo above that attempt. Mm. Um, and, but, and even then in training, never had a problem with grip, but on the platform, his grip, that's what he said. He said his grip was just, it just wasn't there. Um, and obviously that's something he's going to be working on moving forward, but had his grip been there. And I think I remember the polls too. It's really frustrating as a lifter when you can get it up, but you just can't hold on to the bar. Mm. Um, so that's, that's what he said. And uh, I mean, I remember it looking like that too. So it's very possible that, you know, it, it totally could have been there. It just was a matter of maybe technicality. Maybe his quad was pushing the bar kind of depends on the hand, but um, yeah, that's what he had said was his grip. So it wasn't an unrealistic attempt. Then. No, I don't think it was like super unrealistic. I, Cause his, his third, his second, his third was what? 262 and a half. You said 265. Yeah. So he told me he's taken 270 in training, like easy. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the other thing too, is, um, he he's 1999. So this was his last year as a junior. So maybe at that point he doesn't care about third place. That second attempt, if he had gotten it would have put him in second place at that point. And then from there, he's probably trying to pull for the win. Cause that's all he's obviously there for in his last year. Maybe it was that too. In terms of goals, he's like, yeah, with all due respect, I didn't show up for, you know, I was coming for gold. It was gold enough and didn't go my way. Fuck it. I'm off the podium. Well, see, right? It is what it is. Um, I respect it. All right, let's move into the 74s. Um, and this is where Jeff from the U.S., he had pulled for a 74 junior. He pulled 700 pounds in the gym. He's a fucking monster kid. The very first thing I said to him when I saw him in the hallway is like, holy shit, you're big for like a 163-pound man. And he's like, oh, shit, thank you. I'm like, dude, you look like the same size as me. I'm a buck 90. So um, it, Carl Johansson from the U.S. had a spectacular nine-for-nine nine day ends up netting, you know, the gold medal overall uh, with a 717.5. And even though Jeff ends up with a 695, which looks relatively far back, 
He was pulling for the win. He was pulling for a win on the second deadlift. He's pulling for the win on his third deadlift. It just, he just couldn't lock those out and clinch it. And he's got huge top end power. So 700 pounds is 317.5 kilos. And he's pulling 313 for the win in the end. But I mean, it's, it's different to do it in the gym and a whole different deal. He probably cuts because he's a big kid, but uh, wasn't there from on the day. And uh, just looking at my notes here, um, and yeah, he, he could pull for the win like this because he was not threatened for silver by Antoine Damon of Britain, um, who had to hold off the charge of Alex uh, Alexander Pont from France. Because, uh, and that's kind of, that's where if you have a strong cast behind you, for instance, uh, in this situation where number four is going to threaten number three, that leaves open number two to go after number one. That's where number four can gang up. Look at if you threaten the bronze medalist, the bronze medalist isn't doing a Hail Mary on me. So I can do a Hail Mary on the gold medal. And that kind of ended up being the way it was. There's a bit of a spread between uh, silver and bronze. But um, yeah, man, it was, a, it's, it was closer than it looked only because you got a deadlift artist who could pull a fucking Inaharo out of nowhere if he, if he could stick it out. But um, all right. any notes there, fellas? You guys remember this one or should we move it right along? That pretty much sums it up well. I remember this one. The only thing I was just going to add uh, uh, about Carl Johansson is he was one of the guys, I guess he has like two Instagram accounts. I had found one Instagram account. He had posted nothing. So all I had was like his, his results from last year, but I guess maybe he was posting on something else, but his total went up nicely. And, and yeah, it was, I think a lot of us had projected other people to win because we had no info on him and he just comes out, has, you know, the perfect nine for nine day, a good coaching by team Sweden. And it was close. Like Jeff, Jeffrey Lung on opener deadlift was only five kilos behind. It just got away from him after that point. As soon as he missed the second, and the second was a world record attempt. Once he missed the second, there's a possibility of coming back for his third. But yeah, they were tight. They were tight throughout, especially once deadlift started. Like in the subtotal, so they're literally neck and neck, 250 each on in the squats. As soon when bench press happened, Carl got a bit of a spread, but everybody knew as soon as openers happened, Jeff is going to cover ground real fucking quick. U.S. did what they were supposed to do by trying to get ahead um, with some big pulls at the end and grabbing a chip and the whole nine, but, you know, it just couldn't execute, man. It was a little too much. Moving into the 83s, though, fellas, we had a fucking... <laughs> this was one of the bigger battles. Um, USA, Sean Jin, Eduardo Mazzuccelli, uh, Nathan Gaveo and Nick Manders, as well as a number five, Alex Sider coming in there. Uh, Suleiman from France also was a threat at times, but what can you say? Holy shit. When I was talking to Sean in the lobby, um, we had him on the podcast and it just dropped earlier today. But when I was talking to him the night before in the lobby, he had said, I think I'm good for 800. And I'm like, fuck man, 800 is an ambitious total for a junior who flew to the other side of the world. He put up a 797.5 in a perfect nine for nine day facing opposition. You know, it wasn't like he was unthreatened. He could just eat food and do whatever he wanted. If he started missing, he was in trouble. He had to stay in the pocket. Um, he's going to be a problem, man. He's going to be a problem for the future. I remember telling him, you know, if you, when you go into the open, you're going to have Delaney Wallace. And he's like, well, if I'm totaling 800 today or tomorrow, by the time I face Delaney, I should be. 815, 8 whatever. And I'm like, well, if that's true, if you could get 800 tomorrow, then yeah, you could put on 15 kilo by the time February rolls around. Fucking here we are. This could be a battle with him and Delaney now. This is actually like, this is, 
You don't think so, guy? What do you think? What do you? I know Delaney's your boy. He's my boy too. But it could, man. It could. But I think you can't compare Delaney's world's performance because that was his worst performance. So you can't really compare one of his worst performances to a national like level meet. Like Delaney, I think on a and granted this is a stretch, but I think on a perfect nine for nine, like really gassed it day. I think he could be at, you know, 850, like 840 to 850. And I think that's what he's building into Sheffield for sure. And mm. uh, obviously we'll see what happens with PA Nats and like Sheffield and that whole time schedule situation. But like I was training with him and Taylor uh, yesterday and he was saying the same thing. He was like, dude, like, trust me, we're going to lock in 850. Oh, um, so like, I, you know, it, it's, it's tough, dude, because like Russ, what did Russ hit 848? I think at the last, not this, I don't know what he hit at USAPL Nats, but the, well, the last one before that, it was Eight, 838. Uh, let me pull up his, his heaviest ever. It's not a, I mean, 850 will beat Russ as well, which is fucking. I believe phenomenal. it's like, I think it's like 843. I think, yeah. Cause yeah, I think the world record is. is like 840 something. Yeah, it's 843 is Russ's biggest ever. Yeah, so I think Delaney's trying to put together a total that obviously breaks the world record. He wants to be the undeniable top dog, right? I mean, yeah. who, wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be? And I genuinely do think he definitely has 830 to 850. I think ladder and 840 to 850. I think Sean is going to be dangerous as fuck, man. Like, I think he's a weapon because he's young. And I, the thing is, dude, like when you talk, he's so intelligent. Like he's not the type to just let things slide when I dude, I went, I was in the airport with him. Um, cause I was just hanging around cause I had forgotten my passport at the hotel. Yeah. So I kind of had to figure out a way to get it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's always something. So, uh, well, we had I no sleep Sean. for 12 hours for 12 days. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I would have. Yeah, no. So I would have left my head behind if it wasn't attached to my body, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I got the opportunity though, to talk to Sean for like, an, I don't know, an hour or two and just listening to his schedule, like, he is so regimented. He's so on top of his lifestyle. It's insane, dude. It's a lot like, like Alba, um, the, uh, the Swedish athlete yeah, that yeah. we met. Super disciplined, super dedicated, has a schedule, has a regimen, sticks to it, is hyper-analytical of it, hyper-disciplined. Not saying Delaney's not like that. But for someone as young as he is to be like that, that just means that the potential is there, bro. You know, yeah. So like, if there's any hope that he can be that top guy, all it's going to take, he has it. Like he has the discipline, he has the dedication. It's just a matter of time, you know? So I think he might be a couple years away, but I, I do think it's possible. It's, it's, it's going to be absolutely bonkers to see him in, in Delaney. I mean, I, I want to watch it. If Delaney can post up an 850 and be undeniable and, and out total anything Russ has ever done, because Russ has taken a little bit of a hiatus doing bodybuilding. When he returns from bodybuilding, maybe he's a 75, maybe he's an 83 again, who knows, but now's the time man you know now would be the time that'd be fucking nuts oh i might i'll be excited but if he's not 100 percent, sean is if sean does 815 like delaney's got to be a hundo to beat him um because sean sean fucking did this in turkey with ipf world level like people are talking about how stiff the calls are at world sean would raise his hand be like bro i went nine for nine i ain't got a problem yeah, talk to me about squat depth and soft knees. I ain't have a fucking issue. You know what I mean? Now, dude, now you throw in uh, Mr. Atwood in the mix if he ends up going 83. Ooh. You got yourself a nice heated battle. Um, but recapping what happened here. So so Sean had a phenomenal 797.5, perfect 9 for 9 day. 
Um, podium on all three lifts. So he's a threat all over the place. Uh, never got pulled out of position. Eduardo Mazzuccelli, the defending world champion in, remember this, Gavin, we, we, when we were on the air for his third squat, he loaded up a world record and he didn't just load up the world. The world record was like 298 or 290, uh, 298.5, something like that. And I remember telling you, okay, this is a world record. He's not doing 298.5. He's doing 303. He's not just breaking the world record. He's blowing up the world record. And then I told you, Gavin, do me a favor, love. Can you pull up whose world record that is? And you looked in the IPF webpage. You're like, holy shit, it's John Hack. It's fucking John Hack. This is John Hack's record. In an era when world records fall every six months, this record has lasted six years since John Hack beat um, Brett Gibbs in 2016. That that fucking historic battle. Um, and it finally happened. So he took that world record. Uh, so even though he took a silver overall, which is still phenomenal, but he lost the junior world title, but I'm sure the Italians and him were happy taking John Hack's record, taking a silver medal overall, um, coming in, in the bronze medal position, uh, great Britain's Nathan. He was just two and a half kilos behind. Um, he weighed more. He pulled 327.5. So Arian, this is where we got to take a look at the scoreboard again. I kind of forget during, I remember, um, obviously I called the action, but now I got to reacquaint myself when we take a look at this. So Nick Manders, God bless him, (laughs) finishes in fourth because he loaded up for the win. And I'm, and I'm saying, and he jumped from a 350 kilo monster second attempt to a 368 kilo world record all going all in, we're either going to take the gold medal or not. And afterwards he posted saying, I think I got a little silly. And I was like, nah, man, fucking go all in kid, go all in and, and go for that world. Go, go for it all. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, exactly. Finish off the podium, but, but go out on your shield. What are you going to pull for silver pull for bronze? Nah, dog. That's not <laughs> the way this ends. So he pulled for the golden mist, but was Nathan, as we look at this Arian, was Nathan threatened here? I'm looking at his, uh, he's 11. So he's pulling after everybody else. Yeah. Well, obviously he pulled before Manders. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is um, if you go back to Nathan's second attempt, he was at 772.5 and Nick was at 780. So, so um, Nathan was in fourth place and Nick was in third place going into thirds. So what Nathan did is either go up 10 kilos to go into third place over Nick or you'd have to go up 15 kilos to go over Eduardo into second. So I guess they said, okay, we'll just take the 10 kilos, go into third place, and then see what Nick Manders does. So Nick Manders tried to go for first, end up in fourth. So um, that's what I'm guessing what Nathan and, and uh, Team GB was thinking is let's just go into uh, the bronze medal position and then see what happens with Nick. He would need, why would he need so much more over Eduardo? Because Eduardo went first, right? And then finish off with 785.5. So he wouldn't need another five kilos to get to 787.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so were in thinking total, that was too much, in, you think? Yeah, from the second attempt, he would have had to gone up 15 kilos from the yeah, second yeah, attempt. Yeah. Um, or you go up to 10 kilos for the bronze. So I'm guessing, yeah, they just want to secure the bronze. I mean, it's 2020 hindsight. When you looked at the 327.5, he probably had five kilos in him. But on the flip side, you sometimes you want to secure. But they would have known that Nick was pulling for gold. Isn't that right during the timeline? 
Well, I mean, Nick had a big number in, so they didn't know if whether Nick would drop down or whatever, because he has last say he can change it. So yeah, potentially they could be concerned that, hey, Nick will just drop down and just take a small jump and take the bronze medal back, or maybe even take silver and drop everyone down. So yeah, they, they had to factor that in, but maybe they thought, you know, Nick's going to go pull for the win. And maybe they thought the 350 was difficult and he's not going to get it and they would be fine. So you have to weigh that weigh those uh, scenarios out. And um, it's tough. with Nick, yeah, and with Nick, he could have gone two and a half kilos for a third, or he could have gone 5.5 kilos for second. So between those two, it's not much of a difference. Like if I had to choose between those two, I would have said, Hey, let's just go 5.5 and go for second. Like when you're a 350 kilo uh, puller, like 5.5 is not much more compared to 2.5, but the difference between the 5.5 and then having to go up uh, 18 kilos for first, that is kind of a big thing. I know he pulled the 365 in the gym, but this is 368 at Worlds. You missed a squat, all that stuff like that. Um, but yeah, again, his last year, maybe he didn't care about second place. It's like, I want to get first place, move on to the open. Um, and and if it wasn't for uh, Enna at, in South Africa, Nick Manders would probably be your open world record delve holder as well. That's true too. But listen, all right, Gavin, what do you think? He only had to do two and a half, five kilo to start moving up onto the podium, but he went a big fucking 18 kilos to go for all gold. You're Nick Manders. You pulling for gold or you pulling for what would probably have been a pretty secure and safe silver or bronze? No, I'd be pulling for gold. Wouldn't even have to think about it. That's not even, that's what you're there to do, man. Like that's, that's it. Like you could, if you really wanted to for yourself, because first of all, I'm going to be honest with you, nobody cares about second or third. Nobody cares. I care. <laughs> okay. Well, you're, you're special. All right. <laughs> Two seatbelts and a helmet. I know, but, but listen, nobody cares. All right. And I'm not trying to sound like a jerk, but in competition, that's just how this is sports. If you really want go to the gym, do a nice total and pretend like you're going to pull in for silver or for third. So, you know, you could have done it. That's yeah. fine. Then, yeah. you know, for yourself, you could post it on Instagram, let everybody know, Hey, just so you know, I would have been able to do it. But gold is what speaks. Gold is it, man. I'm telling you. So 100% every single time would have pulled for gold. Yeah. I mean, when you're a little boy, you don't put your head on your pillow and dream about winning a bronze medal. It's always gold, <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. People and look, are... dude take, it, take it from somebody who placed fourth at, at my first Open Worlds. Like, look, I'm, I'm bashing myself just as much as anything else. You're like, the reality is, if forget about the podium. It's number one. It's gold. That's yeah. it. Like, you see this gold chain around my neck? It's yeah, not baby. silver for a reason. Yeah, baby. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now he's flossing on us. Here, well said. I mean, it is what it is. I, I also, um, I endorse the move. And also, we should also give a shout out to Alex Sider, who was the youngest of the pack, finished off of the 720 in, in the fifth position. I think he rose up a couple notches from the nominations as well. But um, he was going to be a little bit on the outside due to him being by far the youngest. But in terms of like flying to the other side of the world and gaining this experience, I mean, this is huge for his development as a lifter for sure. All right, fellas, moving along to the 93s. Off we go. Um, Yu Long Lee, holy shit, what happened here? Looking at Yu Long Lee, his previous best that I found is 765 kilos earlier this year. Last year, his best was 757 and a half kilos. What was the big three between James Adcock, Rico and Shane Nutt all of a sudden. And I remember doing this, calling the, calling the action with Gavin by the time squats were done, 
And you long had grabbed himself um, this silver medal in squats. I remember saying the big three is now the big four. Holy shit. Has you long emerged. Now he's coming from Sweden, which is obviously a powerhouse nation in terms of powerlifting, but this kind of shocked me, man. Um, that total increase in open powerlifting is a pretty big jump for within the same year. And the guys that he beat are pretty solid lifters who have lifted an international level before. So it's, it was surprising for him to creep up on us like that. Um, I don't know if anybody mentioned him on the preview show, but his total would not have given you that indication that he was capable. And I don't even know his international experience beyond this. I don't even think he had much of anything or did too much. So he, he did a junior worlds last year. looks like he got seventh place. So there you go from seventh to number one, you know, like in terms of um, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a startling jump in, in yeah, he end of the day, Guys like James Adcock, Rico, and Shane didn't hit the totals that we thought they would. Like, for instance, let's pull this up there. Um, so Rico missed the squad on depth, and that cost him badly. He ended up pulling for the gold medal, pulling 325. Now, that's something he's hit before, and he's totaled 818, which would have won him the gold medal. Rico missing that third squad hurt him, like, pretty badly, but missing that deadlift that he's previously hit as well. Rico didn't have the day he wanted. He didn't have a totally shit day, but it wasn't the top end Rico that he probably obviously would have liked. So he ends up in the silver medal position. James Adcock, who ends up, or sorry, in the bronze medal position. James Adcock cruised in through golds on the squats, went three for three for bench, and appeared to have been like he was, I think he was the guy I like I had picked up for the gold medal overall. When he took gold on squats, three for three, he's not a big bencher, but he, he just needs to hold serve and goes three for three on bench. He's got a big deadlift and he loaded up 345. And I'm telling myself 345 should just about do it because he's hit 343. So 345, it's only two kilos. Has he put on two kilos in training? I would have expected. And he missed, man. And these are all pulls for the gold. In the 93s, they were so close. Everybody's pulling for gold at the end, but it was a little surprising. Then Shane Nutt. Um, Shane Nutt on like was also had a very good squat session. Let me pull up his squats here. Um, so Shane ends up with a 300 kilo squat goes three for three in the bench press and leading into the deadlifts in the first two events is six for six. And we know Shane Nutt has a fucking monster deadlift. So if you're team USA, your boy goes six for six heading into deadlifts, gets his opening deadlift. And you're like, holy shit. Could Shane Nutt start pulling ahead? Then he misses his second attempt he jumped 20 kilos from his opener to 337 and a half on his second. And um, his biggest deadlift leading into this was 340. So we're, we're treading close, but he also probably thought I have a lot more in me because, you know, poles were probably going well. Missed 337 and a half twice in a row. And that was it, man. And it was, again, it was a little surprising. These fellas up until the finish line just to couldn't close the deal. And they all had some good days leading into it. And you long had that fucking perfect day, man. It was almost like a perfect storm where the big guns totals all went down or just didn't quite develop like we thought they would. And you long just went nine for nine and fucking grabbed that gold. Um, it was surprising. So are you seeing anything, Arian, in terms of the attempt selection? 
I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing as you, and, and I was talking to Jason when the session was going down because he was obviously watching his lift to Richmond. And yeah, when for whatever reason, Richmond, it seems like on that third squat, he just cut his depth. And and that really set him back for the whole day because he really need to have that perfect day having the weaker deadlift than James and Shane in order to put that pressure on. Like like with Yulong, that's what happened. Yulong's a subtotal guy, but he made all his attempts and put yeah. the pressure on the on the big delfer. So that's what Richmond needed to do. So once he missed that squat, that really set him back. And then when he came down to that deadlift, it's it's really tricky what to do at that very end because like Richmond has the weaker deadlift. So you're looking at it like, oh, maybe he could have gone up, you know, five kilos and gotten second place over James, but you still have James and Shane coming after you. So maybe it wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have been second place. Maybe they would have jumped over you again and dropped you down. Cause you, at that point, you don't know if they're going to make it or not. So he tried to do the 10 kilo to get into first. Um, and it just wasn't there. Um, so it's a tough spot for him and with Shane too, it's a tough spot because apparently he has grip issues. Like I think he missed his third at nationals a little bit, maybe because grip was slipping and the shoulder forward. And then here he misses on, on his grip was slipping. So you're like, okay, he took a 20 kilo jump. If he had taken a 10 kilo, he could have gone into the bronze medal position and then taken like another 10 kilo to try and go for a gold medal. But um, I, in that point, you don't know when your grip's going to go and stuff like that. So a uh, tough spot. So yeah, it's interesting. Like all the Shane, James and Yulong were making all their attempts seven for seven. And then things kind of just fell off at the end of the deadlifts. And here's the thing. Rico's pulled that before when Rico's pulling for gold, like he would have got gold medal. He's hit it before he's capable. So, I mean, it, it, the attempt selection was on point. It is what it is for Shane 2020 hindsight, obviously, but if he didn't do a 20 kilo jump and instead did something a little less, yeah, he probably could have ended up on the podium somewhere possibly. Right. We'll see what would have happened. But um, that, again, that's 2020 hindsight. He probably was thinking, look, 337.5 should have been a second attempt for me, though. I could have covered in, in probably like Gavin says, he probably wasn't telling himself, um, let's get on the podium. He was probably telling himself, I think I'm going to be the world champion. And for me to be world champ, I need to go. Poo, 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 and that's what I think I need to do. So that's probably the pathway he was going. And then afterwards, when the battle and the smoke clears, you're like, fuck me. Well. I guess I ended up in fourth. And if I didn't go so heavy on my second, I probably could have secured a medal, but that's not really how champions act when they're in the battle, right? You're, you're making those clutch decisions. You're like, you're moving all your chips to the center of the table. Yeah. There's also so many other factors that go into it. You know, like people, I think take for granted, even something as little as positioning, you know, like it, it literally all it takes is being off by half an inch in your starting position. And it changes the whole lift. Like at this level, you know, mm -hmm. these guys are, these are not weak people. These are the strongest in the world for their division and for their class. Like these guys are top end potential, right? So any little thing, whether it's a fast, uh, fast pace for the warmups, right. Or fast time in between attempts, right. Maybe they only have five minutes when they're used to 15 in training, like, like little things like that, I think go a long way. Um, but I know Shane did say like, yes, he has a massive deadlift, but it kind of depends on the day. Like he mm. was saying, like some days he's got it, some days he doesn't. And he felt like that day, it just it just wasn't clicking. Like he just didn't feel like he had it that day. It's tough, man. He'll be back. Is he aged out of the juniors there, Arian? What are we looking at here? No, no James is the only one that ages out. So all, all the other three will be back again next year, hopefully. Oh, fuck, man. If we see you long, Rico, Shane, and then God knows who else is going to pop up, that'll be a good battle. And where is Junior Worlds next year? Romania? Yeah. Um, oh, the homeland for me, gentlemen. Lapidats, Romanian. I don't speak Romanian. I've never been there, and I don't know much about the culture, but it's my homeland. 
I, I figure you're a French. You hang out with them so much. I French. Oh come on! Yeah, he's the only one who's not a shooter, though. That's this is the That's problem. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not bang bang shooter, man. Come on, man. Um, all right. Speaking of speaking of French shooters, though, 105s, Coco Clement returns. Um, gets his 895, the same total he got in the Open in 2021. Takes the world title. A bit of a redemption story for Coco. He went seven for nine. It wasn't a perfect day. Um, we had him on the podcast and he essentially said it wasn't the best day, but it was a day essentially he needed a little bit of ex- a little bit of redemption here. Kind of like Gavin was saying in terms of execution, he thought in South uh, Africa, the turnaround in the flight was short. He didn't pace himself well. And that's like one of those variables actually that you were just saying, Gavin, in terms of like warm up room. And then the, the difference between your second squat, your third squat, your second bench, your third bench, when the turnaround's quick, he was clustering. He thought he should open heavy and then second heavy and do small jumps. But when they're all three of them are heavy, he was gassed out by the end. So he's like, I didn't adjust. And he said, he noticed his competition realized there's a small flight and we're like, okay, you're not doing three heavy ones, open light, do a big jump. You'll be able to cover ground. And Coco was like, fuck me. This is where you can get too focused on the way in there. So like, these are my numbers that I'm going to hit this. I thought about this for days, for weeks, but when you get there, you have to adjust, but like not all that's out the window. Once you find out how many people are in your flight, how big is your flight? What's going on here? Some people pulled out. It was 10. Now it's eight, two people adjust. You know what I mean? Like, and um, Coco said, got a little bit too tunnel vision, didn't adjust on the day, thought, whatever, I'm just going to grind through. I'm a warrior. And fucking, he started gassing out. Came into Turkey and he said, it wasn't the numbers I wanted, but he said, I actually was executing like I wanted. And he felt more in control of things. His depth was fantastic. His depth has been questioned in training. His de- he went three for three in squats. And he said he was very proud. He went nine for <laughs> nine white lights. Um, so we got like no calls at all on a squat. So it was a good execution. Um, your boy went, uh, took a silver medal there. Um, Gavin, I I think you, uh, um, yeah, Anthony, he, he, uh, well actually, so he had a, he was facing elimination. Things got dicey for a second here on the squats. Holy smokes, Gavin, this was dicey. This is first two. And the first one wasn't all that close. It wasn't even parallel. I remember I was like, holy shit, Gavin. I was nervous because I know he's your boy. He said he seems like a good guy and you never want some of the bomb. And I was like, dog, but that's not even close though. Usually when people are close, they can adjust. And when they're that far off, you're like, holy fuck. I don't think they're going to be able to adjust. He went a little deeper on his second, but it wasn't there yet. And I'm like, oh my God. When he went out for his third squat, how, how nervous were you, Gavin? I, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was uh, I was shitting bricks because because this <laughs> I know how hard this kid works, man. And I've had like conversations with him because he's he went to school in the area that I went to school for for college, and um and I've seen him before. Like I'm talking two years before this world championship, so I've known him for a minute. And he's one of those underdogs, dude. You know, like I wanted to see. Obviously, Coco is one of my best best friends in the sport. And I love him. So that's why it was really fun to watch because I wanted both of them to win, honestly. But um, of course, you know, Anthony being Team USA, I had like a little bit of an extra like love for it. But I, dude, man, I was like, dude, please. <laughs> just <Yeah. wait. laughs> I don't care if you got to go to sleep with the barbell on the floor, send it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, send it he did, man. 
Um, he sunk that fucking last squad and completely saved his day in a complete turnaround. Now he ends up getting a silver medal. So he's facing total elimination and in his last squat sinks it. I think even, let me take a look at here. Um, yeah, he took a bronze in squats too. So he went from like zero to podiuming on squats, his bench press. He had a phenomenal bench day, took the gold medal on bench hit, hit a 227.5. So he's got a 500 pound bench completely righted the ship. By the time we get to the deadlifts, he got, he averted disaster, took a bronze medal in squats, took the gold medal in bench. And now he's back on to having a good performance. So we get into the deadlifts. He hits a 305, hits a 330, looks around over his shoulder. Nobody's going to threaten his silver medal. Bronze is just too fucking far away. So what does my man do after hitting a 330? Team USA goes all in for a 35 kilo jump, the 365 kilos. And my friends, when that went in and that's the move to make, I looked over at Gavin and I was like, holy shit, this crazy son of a bitch. It's the move to make, but is he the craziest of sons of bitches? Oh my God. And me and Gavin stood up and he, Gavin was pacing like he was going to take this 365 himself. <laughs> and I, he was, he was, he was in, he was all in. He was feeling the moment. And in that moment, Gavin gave a speech that, that I, I started crying and he told me it was about belief. It was about faith. It was about pride of country. <laughs> and, and, and it was, it was essentially saying he was completely convinced that he was about to get this, but yeah. Do you remember this, Gavin? I'll let you tell the story, dude. What were you, you know, feeling, man, sir? I, I, I just knew he had it in him. That I could feel the energy, man. When you have a brotherhood among it, dude, I just could feel the vibrations in the air. I knew that shit was going to get lifted in, like lifted off the ground. And honestly, as soon as he walked out, I was like, dude, this is it. This is done. I love I Coco, but this is it. It's wrapped up. He's got this. He's going to hold on to it. It's good. And honestly, he got it off the floor. He did. Like, I'll he give you did this. get it off the floor. It wasn't floor, a joke. Dude. It wasn't a joke. I yeah, was a little shocked. Dude, I'm proud of him because I know that after, so after the meet, I saw him sit on the couch, of course, as you would after a performance like that, when you don't win, you know, you got a beer in your hand and you're like, you know what? We're going to have to give this, give ourselves a second here to just kind of recuperate mentally. And, uh, and I go up to him and he was starts talking about, he's like, you know, man, I kind of wish that I, I took um, a third that would have been like a PR would have really like boosted my total and stuff. Wouldn't put me in first, but I think it was like three fifty or something like that. I was like, dude, shut up. But like, don't even, I'm going to stop you right there. You did the right thing. You made yes. the powerful move. You made the move a champion needed to needed to make. You wouldn't be saying that had you went up that high and gotten it. Right. So forget about the outcome. That's not, that's not it. It's the process. It's the journey. That's what this is about. So before I go off on a tangent, yeah, dude, this man, I'm proud of him. But yeah, dude, I was uh, I was hyped for him. I was hoping he would get it. 100%. No, you're right. Like, look at, yes, 2020 hindsight, when you know you didn't, you're not going to get it. He could have told himself, I could have done less, padded my total, went home when people asked my total, whatever. On the flip side, Anthony, your silver medal was locked up. You weren't, it wasn't at risk. You fucking pull for gold. You know what's a better story? Because nobody even knows totals. And in five years, all these totals are going to be so low to the future's five years anyways. The story is, I was at the world championships. I faced disaster in on my third squad. I was literally back to the wall and people thought I wouldn't even be in this competition. On my third deadlift, I'm pulling for fucking gold. 
That's how I turned that day around. I pulled for gold. That is what champions do, man. You go out on your shield, man. That's something, like you said, something to be proud about. So, um, yeah, I mean, he'll be back. It's a wild story, man. Yeah. This is, this is, this bills are I mean, stories. You don't like, I fucking padded my record on my last pull. I didn't pull for the win. Yeah. You had an opportunity <laughs> to pull for the win and you didn't? Well, I wanted to pad yeah. another 20 kilo. No, you don't tell that story, dude. That sounds lame. Dude, as Matt Gary would say, you got 364 days of the year to pull a PR. There is That's no right. need to do that in the world championship. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? Because now he knows what happened when he pulled 365. But what if he hit, what if he hit 10 kilo less? He goes home and he's like, for the rest of his life, fuck me. That was the time when I could have been a world champion and I didn't pull it. We just lost that, Gavin for a second here. That, Can you hear me, Gavin? Yeah. Oh. There he's. I think he's back. That's that's probably like the yeah, the worst feeling is like if he had done like a 10 kilo jump or a 15 kilo jump, pulled it and it felt like easy, then you'd be like, damn, did I really have the 35 or did I not have the 35? So it's like harder for you to tell. And then you'd be thinking about it all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough for him because if he had been able to get two squats in or three squats in, maybe he got another 15 kilos on squat or 20 kilos on squat, then he wouldn't have needed as big of a pull for the win. And he got 365 off the ground. Who knows what he would have done with 350 or 345. Right. Uh, and then the, the other thing too is even though it seems like a big gap, um, the thing that people could see is um, Anthony took a 25 kilo jump from first to second deadlift. So then Coco and Team France see that and they take a 22 and a half kilo jump from first to second Della. And that was a big pressure lift for Coco because if he misses that twice, let's say he rips his hand or whatever, loses bounce or like that, he's at 872.5 now. So now Anthony only needs 12 and a half kilos, not 35 kilos. So that was a huge pressure second attempt Della there for Coco to 22 and a half kilos to jump because you can't go back down. If you miss it, you miss it twice then Anthony could come back and steal the win from you right there. So he had to make that, and it wasn't too easy for him. So uh, good on Coco that he executed, got that in, put the pressure on Anthony. And then like we had said with the previous weight class, all top three guys, Antonio as well, who has the world record uh, squat, are all going to be able to come back next year. So they'll all be able to battle it out again. And we'll see Anthony works on his depth. He builds his squat up, and then he builds his delft up as well. He's going to be even a bigger threat next year. Look at Coco needed that 362.5 to lock in the win. He missed 370. That's only seven and a half kilo up. Anthony applied more pressure than the numbers say, like you said. Um, and yeah, if he gets, if he gets depth on, like he gets the depth thing sorted out. If you got two squats in, what kind of conversation are we having? Like if he got all three squats in and you know, so yeah, he'll, he, this is all a learning process for him. He knows he came within, he pulled for the win. He knows he deserves to be there and he's within the conversation. And when we do a preview show in a year's time, it's a lot, he's got to go through Nats and who the fuck knows who pops up, but he's definitely, he's a threat. He's in there. Um, moving along fellas. Uh, oh, and by the way, Antonio Perez Barros from Spain, um, taking the bronze medal uh, relatively easily with a nice spread between him and fourth. We'll move to the 120s, fellas. Nico from France, another French shooter, nine for nine, um, and it he did an 890 total. So he's just five kilos off of Coco. Be interesting to see if he moves down to 105 again because he's a very small 120, uh, 109.75. But coming in behind him, Yaya from US 
and he weighed in at 106. So these are very small 120s. And Yaya finished with an 870 total, which would have, like, it's interesting if Yaya, I'm, I'm wondering, I don't know if either you guys know why he went to 120. Did he lose to Anthony or how did that work out? Because he's essentially a 105 and he's got an 870 total. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't want to cut for nationals or maybe he knew, you know, like it would be a tight battle against Anthony so he can just go the higher weight class and win nationals and go to Worlds mm. more, more easily. Because he weighed in 107.8 at nationals and then he weighed in 106.1 at Worlds. So he also lost a little bit of weight at, in Turkey, which maybe that's part of the issue with his strength. Because if he goes 105 as well, um, now Anthony's top end is bigger than his total indicates. Like we already went over this. He's probably a lot closer to 900. But... It'll be a battle of PA Nats. It'll be interesting. Uh, but Nico taking the title, Nico actually had a perfect nine for nine. He's also a strength guy athlete. He's a strength guy coach, isn't he too? Yeah. Um, and Yaya from the US. Yaya pressured him. He he did a, a 20 kilo jump from his second attempt to his third attempt. I don't fully remember how that third attempt went, but just it's ironic because him and Anthony the exact same scenario where they're both in silver, the exact same weight for the third and final pull to pull for the gold medal. Uh, both gentlemen narrowly missing out on gold though, by missing that third attempt. Um, but so yeah, yeah. Settling for the bronze or for the silver. Um, and then uh, Anton Vaser of Sweden taking the bronze medal. And he is quite a ways away from Yaya. Yeah. That's why Yaya yeah, yeah, had the opportunity to, load up 20 kilo jump from a second to third and pull for that goal. Cause nobody was threatening his silver medal. And that rounds off fellas. We'll move into the 120 pluses, unless you guys want to add anything. I think that pretty much summed up there. Uh, only thing I was going to mention is, uh, looks like this guy, uh, Anders from Norway also did the world record deadlift 363.5. So Yaya was all, Yaya was going for a world record deadlift and first place, uh, after this guy did the 363.5. Uh, yeah, and I actually just shared that. That was a monster, 363.5, and that's a fucking monster, man. He was huge. Pulls conventional, and it is a long way up. Was that the one where the coaches in the coach's box, like, just cheering him on like crazy? It was nuts. They, we all went nuts, <laughs> man. And he literally looks like a Viking. Um, at the top, he started hooting and hollering and yelling, and if you put an axe in his fucking hand, uh, like, it was crazy, man. He was looking like he just stepped off a Viking ship and was storming the beach, and I was going to start praying. I almost dropped on my knees and started praying. It was crazy, man. These are large, large boys, because uh, they're fucking kids still, for God's sake. Like, how much did he weigh? Yeah, he's 119 kilo, and he's a fucking child. But um, anyways... Moving on to the 120 pluses. Essentially, this is a one-man show here. With all due respect, the gap was absolutely massive. Timor of Georgia hitting, um, he had a, a world record second attempt deadlift with a 385.5, but he had 390 squat, went three for three there, and uh, missing his 390 kilo final pull. So he would have ended off with an even thousand kilos, but I think he's still going to be a junior if I take a look at here. Yeah, yes, he, he turns did. 21 this year, so he's got a couple of years left. I feel like this would have been only would have been somewhat of a closer battle if like uh, Pablo Olivares was there or like a Hagen Henderson was there. Someone, two other guys who can go 900 plus and may put a little bit of pressure on him. But he also improved a lot and just smashed his numbers. And it's crazy to see like I think Ray's world record delf is like 398, and like Jesus, I think has done like 400 in local meet, and this guy's already doing 385.5 as a junior. 
dude, a couple this, years left. <laughs> this dude is another, and then he's, I also reposted him. He's also a fucking monster and he's a kid. Um, what is the world record total here in the juniors? It's uh, whatever he's, I think it was, it's whatever Jesus has like a thousand plus. So it's, it's a little bit, uh, but it's Still. not, let, let's take a look here. I'm going to pull this up right now. I have it in front of me here. Bear with me, gentle man. Yeah. A thousand forty-five. That's right. thousand forty-five. So I remember, cause I remember talking about this on the air with Gavin and um, he, he's just shy of a thousand. Now he's got two more years as a junior. So more than likely he's going to take Jesus's junior world record. I mean, is he going to put on 45 kilo? He could at, when you're already at a thousand kilo, 45 kilo, you could put on in six months. You long, you long in the 93s put on like fucking 45 kilo for God's sake. Like for sure, this record, Jesus Oliveris's junior world record should probably fall by this gentleman. If not by the Europeans this year, probably early next year at one of these events. It just tells you like Timor is a, a fucking threat. He's a kid. He's still got two more years as a junior. He's going to start entering into the thousand kilo range. And this is Jesus Oliveris we're talking about. Just saying. So it's it's it was a good showing by him. There's a pretty big drop uh, between him and the other fellows. Do you remember this guy, Gavin? Oh yeah, hundred percent. He like uh, he smashed the world record squat. I believe. Oh, no, no, came close, right? Because Jesus probably has the squat. The the squat's four twenty seven point five. So he's a little bit away from that one. It's a deadlift. Oh, you're so, he took oh, okay, okay, it was deadlift. Yeah, yeah, but he's massive, dude. He's like, massive. This, <laughs> I couldn't believe. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, he had a massive lead. And honestly, it's really exciting too because. Um, not to sound like a jerk, but like Jesus is untouchable right now. Like, yeah. I don't know too many people outside of maybe Ray coming out that can really push Jesus and this kid can do it. So we need this kid to, I mean, he's young, so he, he needs some time to develop, but at this age, uh, you know, the kilos come on a lot quicker. Let's see what happens, man. First, I mean, he, first. Dude, he may do uh, not to cut you off. He may do like one more year as a junior. And then if his total is like there, he may say, screw it. I'm going open this year. And just, yeah, just for shit. Like, cause that's what Coco did last year. So yeah, especially if they keep these, the world championships split, he could do both. Cause Coco did both. Like a lot of these people did both. So who knows? Maybe, uh, he's got to get into the thousand kilo range and it looks like he probably can. Um, so yeah, he'll, he'll be a, it'll be a warm welcome. We need some, we need some big boys shifting some weights. Um, but anyways, that concludes and Coco Clement taking best lifter as well overall so that was one of the big goals that coco was saying on the podcast yeah. where he wanted to win he wanted to win best lifter and execute yeah i was gonna say um it's like a bunch of 83s second through fifth place is all 83s and then coco at that second delif was the was the one that jumped him so yeah coco got first sean jin second and eduardo third and then for the team points to throw that out real quick as well uh usa got first with 51 points france second with 45 points and great britain third with 37 points and we asked Coco, Gavin, we think about this. We asked Coco, is France going to, because France obviously took the lead on US for, in the women's, both in the open, well, not in the open, but, you know, if Leah would have lifted, they would have. What does he think about France's potential for overtaking US? And he thinks in a couple of years, it'll be France over top of US. What are your thoughts on that, sir? Good luck, man. I mean, I don't, we're not going to just <laughs> hand it over, brother. I don't know. <laughs> ain't how this works. <laughs> you have to come and take it. <laughs> we've had, and honestly, we've had it so long, we might just give it to you so we can take it back. We need a That's little right. <laughs> That's right. Just to spice it up. Let's get a rivalry going here. What's going on here? And how are you guys standing with your bet in terms of the good lift points? What are we looking at with that so far? 
So him and I are both very close. We're off by like two or three points. Like my junior world's performance, I think I ended up around like, I want to say 112 and he was at like 115, something like that. I'm not 100% sure. But the, the bet is that we both have to set it at the same meet. So mm. it can't, and it has to be international. So like yeah. he can't do a meet in France. I can't do a meet in my backyard. And we have to be the same one. So ideally it would be like a world level meet or like maybe a silent worker, you know, that would be probably fine. I think that's fair. Or like ABS, some, something. So that's the bet, but here's the deal. All right. This man better cherish where he's at right now, because it's not, I'm telling you, man, this, this year is going to be different. It's different. I can feel it. It's just different. The, my, everything is, I'm telling you, brother. I'm telling you, I told, I told him, I like, get ready, man. Have some like handkerchiefs nearby, some tissues, <laughs> whatever you need to console yourself. Get, get a girlfriend, like whatever you got to do. <laughs> it's not going to be an easy one. You're like, I'm glad you won best lifter. I'm glad you won, man. Cause 2023 is going to be a rough year, bro. So I'm glad 2022 <laughs> was good. I'm glad you're happy. And you had this man, you know, you're, you're like, life is all about ups and downs. Just like waves, bro. Just ride the wave. It'll be all right. But, uh, yeah. Well, dude, if it's silent worker, I'm fucking, hopefully I'm going back. It depends on my vacation days, but if it's you and Coco in silent worker, that'd be freaking fantastic. I think we just lost Gavin. I think he just peaced out. Are you back, sir? I I should be back. Yeah. I'm going to okay. switch spots because this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'm going to wrap up this episode and we're going to move into the women's, but everybody listening, um, make sure you check out the women's podcast as well. Um, we also have Sean Jin and Coco Clement, the aforementioned. Also, those episodes are now available by the time you listen to this. Wherever you're listening, subscribe, give us high ratings. It is much appreciated. And uh, yeah, six pack lap at six up when we are out.